2: now
4: afternoon friends and as always welcome back to another exciting episode of red pill news live i watched all six hours of the durham testimony this morning so you don't have to maybe you did we can talk about it in the chat but there is a lot happening it's going to be a long show today so buckle up strap in Get something to eat. You're probably going to need it. And uh, Lisa, what's weird is that I haven't noticed like any lightning, like uh, at my house. I mean, I haven't heard anything today. Little bit of rain, but not much. Kind of weird. Usually, though, if it is like Daytona's uh, like lit up, I can just go outside, walk down the dirt road, and uh, I'll see it in the sky. But listen. We've got a lot to discuss today. I would appreciate it if y'all wouldn't mind hitting that like button. Perhaps also sharing the show. Hitting that red pill if you're over there on the foxhole. Also, if you're not subscribed, please consider subscribing. I saw some commentary in the chat. The show should always display the time in your time zone i'm eastern so it says eastern for me but if you're central it should say central for you sit back relax grab your popcorn here we go Just as King Charles III of Britain has a crown with the timeless wealth of gold, you too can enrich your future with the enduring value of a gold IRA. Like those precious crowns, a gold IRA doesn't tarnish over time, and it certainly shines brighter in economic turmoil. You see, it's a hedge against inflation and stability in volatile markets. And this month, the first quarter-ounce gold standard bullion coin ever issued with Charles III's image can be yours with your own qualifying gold IRA or 401k rollover of $50,000 or higher. You just can't go wrong with Noble Gold Investments. So hurry up and head to my special website, redpill78gold.com to secure your wealth. And when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. Well, wouldn't you know it, um, I'm looking over here on Rumble and it says that I'm not live, but I have people watching and I'm live streaming. Currently, and it shows that I'm live, I've even got uh, the, uh, the information to make sure that, hang on, let me disconnect it for a second, and then we'll reconnect, see if that does something. Wow, That's very strange, very, very strange. It says it's connected, and I can tell that I'm over on Getter, I'm over on the foxhole. I'm just not broadcasting to rumble. What the heck? Let's try to reboot it here. One second. All right. Just as King Charles III of Britain has a crown with the timeless wealth of gold, you too can enrich your future with the enduring value of a gold IRA. Like those precious crowns, a gold IRA doesn't tarnish over Charles time, the and III it of Britain shines brighter in economic turmoil. You see, it's a hedge against inflation and stability in volatile markets. And this month, the first quarter-ounce gold standard bullion coin ever issued with Charles III's image can be yours with your own qualifying gold IRA or 401k rollover of $50,000 or higher. You just can't go wrong with Noble Gold Investments. So hurry up and head to my special website, redpill78gold.com to secure your wealth. And when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. So you want to know the only thing I did different today? I actually started the stream slightly before 6 p.m. Normally, I started immediately at 6 p.m., and I wonder if that was enough to screw Rumble Up, because it's, it's scheduled for 6. So, I don't know. Well, if you missed what I said in the introduction, thank you very much for joining us. We are obviously going to be talking about John Durham's testimony in an uh, uh, open session today in Congress. I watched all six hours, so you hopefully didn't have to. There was a lot of great moments There were also some revealing moments I felt. Uh, And, of course, we have kind of the the larger Durham report to discuss. Tonight, Brad and I are going to be doing a full retrospective on the entire crossfire hurricane and all of the various crossfires, the investigation into Donald Trump, uh, this Durham report, and so much more. But uh, before we get into that, we do have a lot of other pieces of news that I want to make sure we get to because there is still so much happening in the world. Uh, And at the same time, uh, there seems to be almost a standstill. I don't know about you guys but i feel like the world has basically crawled to a halt even though at the same time i can see all of these things whizzing by me it's like i'm uh in in i'm inside of a capsule or something like that i don't know what it is but listen Glad you guys are here. Thank you very much for hanging out. If you haven't yet, please hit the like. If you're not subscribed, please hit subscribe. If you also want to support the channel, you can join as a member of the channel, both on Rumble and on the Foxhole. Both places are great places to be. I want to say thank you to Just Duckies, and thank you also to Jay for dropping a cookie over there. Appreciate you. Thank you very much. All right, let's talk about the news. First of all, Uh, We had a slight introduction to this subject very recently, articles of impeachment against Joe Biden. uh, Three of them have been introduced recently. Lauren Boebert looks like is going to be the very first one to get to the finish line. She is now forcing a House vote on those articles of impeachment. Obviously, Republicans control the House. So depending on the argument for impeachment, it's a fairly safe bet uh, that uh, Joe Biden will be impeached in the House. House now will he be convicted in the Senate? That one is a little bit more difficult. But last night, these articles of impeachment were introduced via a privileged motion, which is what's going to force that vote against Joe Biden in the coming days. Um, they are focusing specifically on his handling of immigration policy here in the United States, and I feel like that's a fairly safe bet. I mean, take a look at our failed southern border. Take a look at the the illegal immigrant crisis all across America. Uh, the people of Chicago. We're up in arms because they're losing their Section 8 housing. They're losing their food stamps. The people of New York are being kicked out of their hotels. Their businesses are being shut down so they can house these illegal aliens. People are being asked to put illegals in their living rooms, in their spare bedrooms. If you've got uh, a shed with a cot, can you please spare a little bit of room for an illegal alien? Not in my house. uh, Not likely to happen down here. Obviously, down in Florida, we ship them north if they end up coming across our border. So this resolution from Boebert is H Resolution 503. This outlines the impeachment articles against Joe Biden. It uh, details his high crimes and misdemeanors. They claim that the Biden regime has pursued an open borders agenda. I feel like that's hard to uh, uh, argue against. They have up until this point, if we take a look at numbers that we can quantify, released over two million illegal aliens into the United States. That's without any type of proper tracking, uh, without any type of paperwork. You know, quite often what happens is these people are given a smartphone, they're given an app, uh, they register on that app, and then they just send them off out into the sunset. Uh, Sometimes they are given a court date, but, you know, there's no enforcement mechanism to bring those people back. Article one details the tremendous abuse of power that Joe Biden has engaged in since stepping foot in Washington, D.C., again after his time with Barack Obama. Basically, it argues that uh, as president, Joe Biden has uh, essentially ended the migrant protection protocols. This was President Trump's remain in Mexico policy. Uh, He's shut down the Department of Homeland Security's detention facilities. He has essentially facilitated and cooperated with local law enforcement officials. Officials to allow these immigrants to go all over the country. Uh, also, he has uh, contributed to what is called a complete and unauthorized influx of illegal migrants across the southern border. He and Kamala Harris opened their arms and basically said, come on in. We're going to let you do whatever you want. Now, Article 2, dereliction of duty. I think this one is fairly difficult to argue against as well. It essentially accuses Biden of neglecting his constitutional responsibility to enforce immigration laws, and to secure our southern border. I think that's patently self-evident. We can see that that's exactly what happened. Uh, In this article, it states that Biden has failed to uphold mandatory detention and deportation provisions. He's basically uh, wiped his proverbial ass with the Constitution of the United States, completely negating the law, just saying we're not going to follow it. These people are going to be free to come in and do whatever they want. We have mass entry of inadmissible and deportable aliens. These are people who would never have been led across the border under any circumstances. And as a result, he has compromised national security and jeopardized the safety and security of Americans all over the country. I read a figure yesterday uh that in like the last two months, maybe, since Title 42 ended, uh, Customs and Border Patrol have intercepted and had contact with more people who are on the terrorism watch list than have ever come across our southern border at any time in the past. So talk about uh, neglecting your duties. I mean, Joe Biden doesn't even know what the Constitution is. So, Lauren Boebert brought this article of impeachment to the House floor in this privileged motion. That means that every member of Congress must vote on holding Joe Biden accountable uh, so I'm in, interested to see how this plays out. I, I think that, uh, as I stated, Joe Biden has a fairly uh, a good opportunity to have the House vote to completely impeach him. I mean, he, he the actions that he is engaged in. It's not only the movement of illegal people, it's it's not only trashing our immigration laws, it's not only neutering our law enforcement officials that are supposed to be taking care of this stuff, but it's also the increased uh, uh, amounts of drug and human trafficking and child trafficking more specifically, I mean – Children are the ultimate victims of this cash trade that Joe Biden has allowed to spring up around the movement of illegals into the United States of America. So uh, all of the above. Articles one and two, I say Joe Biden is guilty. Now, I'm looking forward to seeing what these additional articles of impeachment are going to do, and if they're going to bother voting on them if he is uh, uh, impeached once. I would love to see it. If he gets impeached three times, think about how many times the left and the mainstream media were just salivating at the idea of Donald Trump being impeached twice, twice impeached Donald Trump, twice indicted Donald Trump. Let's see that happen to Joe Biden. I would be totally, totally interested. All right, you guys, I haven't really talked about this much. Little bit. We discussed it the other day. Hold on. What's going on? My, uh, I think my, the gas in my chair is running out, so I keep slipping. Okay. Let's get rid of that. Come on. A little bit higher. A little bit higher. There we go. All right. So this Titanic sub, the more that I hear about it, the more interesting and, uh, I guess predictable the situation becomes. Um so what you're seeing here on screen is this Ocean Gate submarine. Now it's not a traditional submarine, it's basically like a do it yourself like build at home submarine. These people have been operating it for quite some time and apparently they've had a fairly good safety record, but as more information is revealed about the people behind this uh this this explorers club, uh the Ocean Gate submarine, uh, it becomes more and more obvious that something like this could have been foreseen. Apparently, the CEO has made some, you know, just really obnoxious, like, woke types of comments in the, in the past. You know, if there's ever a time when you want to ensure that the people you're hiring are going to be qualified to do the job that you're hiring them for, it would be piloting a submarine down at the bottom of the ocean. Uh, because a lot of stuff can go wrong when you're down there. Um, And, of course, we have uh, at least one billionaire who's on this ship. We're going to take a look at the uh, passenger manifest here in just a moment. But the... The thing is, we're basically at the end of the rope with this submarine, and, and I think this is why everybody is just, you know, con- continuing to focus on it. When they went missing on Sunday, it was reported that they had, I don't know, 96 hours worth of oxygen. Uh, they had onboard oxygen. They had CO2 scrubbers, uh, and I believe they had five people on board, and that includes the pilot. Backdoor Biden says, my favorite podcaster, those Badlanders insist on trying to steal your thunder. Love you. Well, the people at Badlands are uh, all, all obviously my friends. So I I tell you what, Backdoor Biden, I really appreciate that. Thank you very much to everybody who is here listening and hanging out with us. It means a lot, for sure, for sure. I am, uh, I guess maybe I can go ahead and announce this. Uh, I did pick up another gig. Uh, I have been asked to uh, to be a recurring guest on uh, Jason Burmes's show on American Media Periscope. So every Wednesday, I'll be appearing for a half hour on his program, and you know, it, I'll, I'll be like his co-host, uh, like my co-hosts on Occam's Razor. Kind of cool, uh, and it's a neat thing, and I'm looking forward to it, branching out and meeting some new people, you know. I, this is all about community, as far as I'm concerned. It's about making friends. So thank you very much, Backdoor Biden. I appreciate you. So... 96 hours worth of oxygen as of Sunday. obviously today is Wednesday. 24 hours in a day we're rapidly approaching that 96 hour threshold now I, I I would have already assumed that this thing was lost because it's been several days without any type of word and the the area of the ocean where these people could have gone missing I mean it's ginormous the 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 search area is twice the size of Connecticut. that's huge. All right. I mean, that's like looking for a needle in a haystack. The one question that I have is, you know, why would they design a submarine like this without any type of like GPS locating abilities? You know, why? You know, every single ship that goes out on the ocean, you have like a distress beacon. Right. Don't you don't you have something that, that you can like flip a switch and then it sends a signal out, lets everybody know, hey, we're in trouble. We need you to come help us. And then, like, the Coast Guard can come right out and find you? I mean, if you're traveling in a homemade submarine at the bottom of the Atlantic, why in the hell would you not have some type of safety mechanism so people could find you very easily? I mean, listen to this. They were piloting this thing with a knockoff PlayStation or Xbox 360 controller, like not even an official, like I've I've got uh, a, a gaming computer. Okay. I've got an Xbox controller that I use for the gaming computer. I spent like an extra 30 bucks <laughs> so that I could have an official one because they're just made a little bit better, like uh, higher quality. Uh, the ones like yeah, I don't know if it's a Mad Cats or something like that. But when I was a kid and I used to play video games, you know, we had Mad cats controllers because they were inexpensive. You could get them up at GameStop and you know maybe 15, 20 bucks, and, and you know, you and your buddies can play Mario Kart or something like that. But that's the kind of thing they were using to uh, to pilot this submarine. And apparently they have no methodology for sending their signal in a case of distress. So as we're approaching the end of the the, um, the possible—oh, um, shoot, where is it? Well, essentially, uh, it's been reported that they have been hearing knocking sounds. They've been hearing sounds underwater every 30 minutes in 30-minute intervals. So uh, every 30 minutes, somebody's like, bang, 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 letting people know where they are. But again— they're searching in an area twice the size of Connecticut. Sound travels fairly well underwater. So it's uh, going to be a very, very difficult thing. So as it stands right now, I don't have a lot of hope uh, that these people are going to be they're, they're going to be found. I mean, it just it seems like they screwed up. Like, why would you? this guy's a millionaire? Excuse me. One of the passengers is a billionaire. The guy who owns the company, he's got to be super wealthy, too. They They make like a million dollars every time they take four people down there. Two hundred and fifty thousand dollars for a ride on this submarine uh, now they 're claiming that uh, that it was unsinkable that there's no way that it could have gone down, but obviously, if they're 12,000 feet underwater, if they're 400 miles off the coast, I mean, something goes wrong, and uh, there's really nothing you can do. Especially, if people don't know where you are. Oh, also, backdoor Biden, thank you very much for joining as a member of the channel. I appreciate that. Freight Awakening, good to see you. There were there are rumors that Ray Epps was telling them to go into the Titanic. <laughs> he was like, "Go into the Titanic."
0: <laughs> Step
4: past the velvet robes. <laughs> yeah, I, I believe it. I absolutely believe it. All right, so who were these people? And it, it, this, is the, this is the other thing. You know, I mean, we need to determine whether or not there's some reason that these people needed to disappear. Most important airplane sales executive and world Guinness record holder, Hamish Harding. He's 58 years old. Uh, he. <clears throat> He is a billionaire, a self-made billionaire. All right, so he made the money himself. People are already going to be a little bit... uh, a little bit salty about him. Um, now, he, he's he's no stranger to these types of uh, uh, excursions. He, he was also on a, a Blue Origin space mission, so he's been to space. He's now been to the bottom of the ocean, and that may be his final resting place. Um, he also went with Buzz Aldrin to the South Pole. That would be Antarctica. Do you remember when Buzz Aldrin left Antarctica and he had some type of medical emergency? What if Hamish Harding, while he was there, Witnessed something that he wasn't supposed to witness that very likely could have happened. Thank you very much to Fredo for also joining as a member. And Salty Zero says, were people who opposed the Federal Reserve on the sub that went down? (laughs) <laughs> you guys are killing me before I can even do it. Yes, I. Uh, that's that's very likely. That's very, very likely. Oh, man. Obviously, if he's a Guinness Book of World Record holder, he's a self-made billionaire. The the, the, the guy is a bit of an innovator. So who knows what he could have come up with? Maybe he knows uh, Jeff Bezos's Blue Origin space secrets. But I, I think that the the Antarctica mission, that is something that could definitely have put him 12,500 feet under. <sighs> Uh, So we also have the mission specialist. And then uh, oh, that's Hamish Harding right there. That's that's him. Seems like a nice guy. Seems like a nice guy. Uh, they were apparently anticipating a little bit of trouble. They uh, told some friends that uh, this is the worst winter in Newfoundland in 40 years. Uh, this is going to be the first and only manned mission to the Titanic. Well, if they have a rescue operation, that'll be the second. Um, But they decided to go because they had a break in the weather. Uh, We also have uh, Shanzada Daywood and his son, Suleiman, 19. Um, They sound like maybe they're Saudis or something like that. Not certain. Oh, no. Uh, Dawood, Dawood is vice chairman of the Pakistani energy manufacturing and tech conglomerate, Engro Corporation, and he sits on the global advisory board of King Charles Charity. Wow, he probably could have witnessed any number of uh, untoward uh, things as well. And then um, we have deep diver Paul Henry Nargillett. Uh He was on the first expedition to the Titanic wreckage back in 1987. So what a way to go down. Here is an actual underwater image of the submersible showing the map of where they were scheduled to go here is that controller the mad cats controller that he was using to uh to 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 run this thing and then take a look inside take a look inside i mean can you imagine being stuck under here like i'll be honest with you the first thing i think of what about when you have to go to the bathroom okay so they've been under there for three days. You know, like they've had to take a dump down there. People are having to take a leak. It's like the worst possible thing I could imagine. You can't just step outside. Uh, there really is no privacy. I mean, you're just going to have to go in front of everybody. And, you know, it's it probably makes it even worse because you know that you're most likely going to die. That's it. Um, so as of yesterday afternoon... They said that there were forty hours of oxygen left on the Titanic. Um so what? When did this come out? This came out ten nineteen AM yesterday. So gosh. They are yeah, very rapidly approaching the end of their uh, their lifespan. Yeah, full of shit. <laughs> that's right, that's right. Mm. Coffee-drinking noob says, almost never catch you live because I work nice. Thanks for what you do. Drop the like, uh, the least I can do. Drop them likes, chat. He works hard. Thank you very, very much. I appreciate that. Love seeing you out there in the chat. All right. So uh, I said uh, when I started talking about this that maybe there was a little bit of uh, uh, foreshadowing. We could, we could have foreseen something like this happening. I mean, not only because they're using a Mad Cat's controller to drive the submarine, but – Apparently, there is an existing lawsuit uh, and uh, and a a former director was fired for raising concerns about this submarine many years before it went missing. This is from 2018, and it's a former director of the company. Uh, His name is David Lockridge, and he says that OceanGate, which is the company that operated this homemade submarine, knows that the hulls of their submarines post serious safety concerns. Again, if you're 12,000 feet underwater, that is the absolute last place you want to have a catastrophic emergency, something where the hull cracks or or, uh, or cra- crushes in or something. You know, I mean, it, it seems like they could have had maybe like a balloon or something they could inflate and take themselves up to the top of the ocean if something was to go wrong. But of course, they didn't. Um, yeah. So during the investigation, Lockridge raised concerns about what he said was the possibility of a catastrophic failure, and when he brought this to the team, the owners of Ocean Ocean Gate, uh, he was met with hostility and denial of access to the necessary information that should have been freely available as part of his inspection process. In the inspection, Lockridge identified numerous issues that posed serious safety concerns and offered corrective action and recommendations for each. Primarily, he expressed concern regarding the lack of non-destructive testing performed on the hull of the Titan. Ooh, non-destructive testing. So what if there was like a uh, an underwater submersible object that shot by at supersonic speeds way faster than anything should be flying underneath the water? And uh, what if that breached the hull and caused a catastrophic event? Um, Lockridge was repeatedly told that no scan of the hull or bond line could be done to check for delaminations, porosity and voids of sufficient adhesion of the glue being used due to the thickness of the hull. So basically, they weren't going to do the testing because probably this is the only one they had. They didn't want to wreck it. And of course a million dollars every time you go underwater taking four incredibly wealthy people with you on on top of the the pilot. Um yeah, that that is just it's a, it's it's a little bit it's a little bit enticing, you know? I mean uh, a- anyways, it's it's a it's a hard lesson to learn, right guys? Uh, <laughs> if if Ocean Gate continues on in any capacity, Uh, They're going to have to prove that their submarines are above reproach, that everything is safe, secure, and that nobody is going to end up missing or dying. So here is that audio I was looking for of that uh, that sound every 30 minutes. Let's take a listen here. Kind of eerie. So if somebody is only doing this every 30 minutes, you know, I, have, I, I imagine someone who's been pounding consistently over and over again for many hours, dude's probably just out of it, just so tired. All of his energy has gone. Every 30 minutes, he barely lifts his arm up. Boom, boom, boom. Everybody's trying to conserve oxygen. Well, you know, my heart goes out to them. Thoughts and prayers with those people. Also, you guys do me a favor. Please uh, pray for my friend Matt Couch. Um, Matt has been in the hospital for the last couple of days. He went last week. They sent him home. And right now, uh, he underwent surgery yesterday. And I haven't heard from his family as to how everything went. But there's a distinct possibility Matt might lose his leg. He's got a blood clot in his leg. And um, I know I saw people asking if he was jabbed. I I don't believe that Matt Couch would have gotten the jab, any of the jabs. Because Matt, you know, he, he knows what's up. Um, but, um, you know, there's all kinds of reasons why somebody might have a blood clot in their leg. But uh, wh- what's important is that he's getting help um, and that uh, I I just think that it would sincerely help if everybody out here offered their prayers and their thoughts uh, to keep Matt Couch safe. Go go, drop him a line on Twitter. If you're on Twitter, you know, leave him a prayer and um, he'll really, really Really appreciate it. Yeah, silly boar. Exactly. He's not jabbed. No, no. I, I don't. I don't believe. I don't believe that Matt would be jabbed either. I. I it's not anything that I would have ever mentioned to him, um, or even asked him. And the only reason I brought it up is because I saw people saying it on his Twitter timeline. It's. It sucks. You know. I mean that. Like, in today's age, when somebody who's young and otherwise relatively healthy, when something happens to them, the first thing on your mind is. Did they get the job? You know, I, I I just don't believe Matt's one of those people. Uh, Texan by birth says, appreciate you. God bless you. And Matt, thank you so much. Thank you very, very much for that. All right. You know who else I think we should bless? Uh, in addition to Lauren Boebert, Anna Paulina Luna. Now, I will be the first to tell you, Anna Paulina Luna is a bit of a divisive figure down here in Florida. People either love her or they hate her. There's this kind of um, there is a a number of people who believe that she isn't who she says he is. She is Um, what I see. You know, she's a woman. She's a veteran. She's out there doing the difficult work. She is the one who brought the censure vote against Adam Schiff. She brought it back because they took out that $16 million provision. So now she is confirming that they have secured the votes required to censure Adam Schiff, and they're bringing this vote back up so that all of those 20 Republicans who didn't feel comfortable voting for it before will feel comfortable voting for it now. She said, I have called up my censure motion and will be bringing the vote to hold Adam Schiff accountable to the floor Wednesday. That was today. And uh, let's see. We actually have an update on that. And it survived a motion to table. It is now set for full debate. Schiff actually says, I take it as a, as a badge of honor. That says that I'm effective. Backdoor Biden, Matt could have been vaccinated by. Sch- yeah, yeah, you know what? You're absolutely right. Uh, he, it's, it's, it's possible. He could have been around people who had been vaccinated and, uh, yeah, and, and, and it built up in his system. I just hope he's okay. He texted me last week. And he was like, you know, pray for me, brother. I'm on my way to the hospital. And then I didn't hear from him for days. And then he let me know that he was out. And then he went back. And it's just been kind of a nightmare. And Matt's always been such a good guy. We've been friends for a really long time. And he's truly a warrior. Like, he has devoted his entire life to this stuff. And I really respect him. So please pray for Matt. Thank you. All right. So with this vote surviving the motion to table, that means it's going to go for debate. People are basically going to trash Adam Schiff on the floor of Congress. Uh, she said, I have spoken to many of my colleagues and a majority of the 20 will be changing their vote to support the motion as well as other members who were not in town for the initial vote and they will, they have let my office know that they will be voting for us. We have secured the number of votes needed to censure Adam Schiff. The debate was set for 5.30 p.m. today, so uh, it may still be on going obviously we had the uh durham testimony earlier today everybody was focused on that so in between uh attempting to (laughs) to shellac uh john durham earlier today (laughs) adam schiff is one of the most vocal democrats one of the most vocal members of the democrat party that was uh involved in the questioning but i think that durham uh handed him his ass on more than one occasion uh let's see Oh, Anna is 7 months pregnant. I wasn't even aware of that. She's 7 months pregnant and broken leg, I hear, and still fighting for all of us. Yeah. You know, I mean, w- what matters to me are, are the like the contents of someone's character that we can like we can recognize through the deeds that they that they do, you know, I mean, what are they doing? You know, it, it, there are a lot of people in Congress and not many of them that I think are memorable enough to even comment on. A lot of times I, I just look at them and I assume that they are deep state swamp rats. You know, Anna had a, a lot of enthusiasm. She's a beautiful young woman, uh, you know, and people tend to, to hate people who are happy and, you know, who, uh, who look like they might be having fun in life. Let's just be honest. And there's a lot of bitter old hags in Congress. <laughs> a lot of bitter old hags in Congress. So regardless, I you know, I heard she changed her name. I don't care if she changed her name. That doesn't mean anything to me. Um, but I see her on, in Congress. I see her fighting to hold Adam Schiff accountable. And who else did that? Nobody, nobody else did that. So, Anna, you got my vote. I even though I'm not in your district, <laughs> I'll still support you. Uh, and uh, obviously, we'll keep an eye out for what's going on. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene also. You know, a lot of people are wishy-washy on Marjorie Taylor Greene. As soon as I bring up her name, I know I'm going to see it in the chat. But she is now converting her articles of impeachment against Christopher Ray into a privileged resolution, much the same as what just happened with Joe Biden's articles of impeachment. This is also going to force a full House vote for Christopher Ray. And I have to say, after John Durham's testimony earlier today, it does not look good for Christopher Ray. The FBI is broken. And and from all appearances, Christopher Ray has been part of the cover up operation. So she announced earlier today she's going to be turning those articles of impeachment into that privileged resolution, which is going to force the House to hold an immediate vote on its merits. No idea how many people Marjorie has been able to get committed to uh, impeaching Christopher Ray, But a lot of people would tell you that he is the most corrupt FBI director in history under his watch. He turned the FBI into an intelligence arm and an internal security force of the Democrat Party. I would say that transition was happening before he came in. But he's also overseen the uh, investigation and imprisonment of thousands of Americans for non-criminal activity that took place on January 6th. Not only that, but it's his FBI who talked about infiltrating catholic churches it's his fbi that went after pro-life activists certainly the doj is hand in glove with all of this but there are a lot of reasons why people would look at christopher ray and say he's not our guy and uh, i will also uh, have to remind you about the plot to kidnap governor gretchen whitmer do you remember that do you remember how all of that started Gretchen Whitmer was in trouble for the stuff she was doing uh, during COVID, during the uh, the pandemic, and she got busted. They took her powers away, said that she overreached. She uh, uh, broke the Constitution, nullified it with the actions she was taking. And then lo and behold, just a, just a week later. Oh, look. Oh, poor Gretchen Whitmer. She's the victim of a kidnapping plot, a right wing extremist kidnapping plot, a right wing extremist kidnapping plot that they couldn't have set up if they didn't have FBI. Uh, employees in the uh, in the tune of females feeding drugs, alcohol, and sex to these guys, sleeping in hotel rooms with them, paying for their gas money. You had more FBI informants involved in this plot than you had right-wing extremists, and those people weren't even right-wing extremists. So I'm looking forward to Christopher Ray's impeachment. I'll be following with bated breath. Uh, if, uh, if it's anything like what we're going to see with Joe Biden— then we may be in for a treat. Uh, And again, going back to the uh, testimony of John Durham earlier today, did not appear that many of the Republicans in the House were very happy with the FBI, and we'll talk about exactly why. Now, I I think that this is some really, really tantalizing and good information here. Uh, Apparently, there is a jury trial possible now, for 2020 election fraud claims in philadelphia why well we're going to hear about it in just a moment we'll be right back if you're thinking about heading to Binance or you already have an account there or maybe you're going to open a crypto account at some other large global exchange I want you to stop and instead head on over to MyDigitalMoney.com Now why is that? Well, because last month it was revealed that Binance has been co-mingling customer funds at least in 2020 and 2021 This is a clear breach of US financial rules that require that customer money be kept separate from company revenue. Now by finance has actually denied mixing these funds but the SEC has another thought in mind. Now if this sounds familiar it's because this is the same exact situation that FTX was in that led to its epic downfall taking 8.9 billion dollars in customer funds with it. And this is why my digital money keeps your assets with a qualified custodian under your name. When you invest with my digital money your funds are completely secure. It will never be commingled with company funds. And in fact, no no matter what happens to my digital money your funds will always be safe because you see my digital money complies with regulations regulations that are designed to protect you and your funds so if you want to invest in cryptocurrency invest with my digital money head on over to mydigitalmoney.com by clicking the link in the description box below or you can give them a call at 833-636-2008 and when you support my sponsors you support this channel All right. So I see Ainsley out there getting distressed, getting frustrated. Let me let me put it to you this way, Ainsley. You know, how many times in your life? Well, I guess I don't know what your life has been like. I've been really honest about this. I have faced some really trying times in my time here on planet Earth, nearly 45 years, and not many of them were particularly happy or joyful. They were mostly pretty difficult. I survived by the skin of my teeth. I I survived off of my own wits and ingenuity. Uh, I have been self-employed for over a decade. And uh, that is the type of experience that shows you exactly what you're capable of. Every time you think that you've had enough, every time you think that you're not going to be able to pull through. God surprises you, and God shows you just exactly what it is you're capable of. That's exactly what's happening to us right now. If anybody thought that under the current administration, Joe, Hunter, any of these criminals were going to face major criminal retribution, justice under the current uh, regime, You know, I mean, I guess the only thing I can think uh, to say is, you know, just think a little bit harder about this stuff. I believe that we will get justice and I believe these people will have their day in court. I will talk to you exactly about that stuff once we get to Durham's uh, portion of the show. Um, But it's just it's not going to happen right now. I mean, we are living under. A corrupt regime, a banana republic. And right now, the part of the movie that we are in is the exposure of the plot. Okay, we have been awake for a while. Some of us have been awake for longer than others. But there are many, 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 many tens of millions of Americans out there who are only just starting to understand just how corrupt this regime is just how corrupt everything is. So take a look at this, Th- this, this thing in Philadelphia,
2: Order now
4: Philadelphia, we've been following election fraud in Philadelphia for years now. All right, go back to the 2020 election. We were on this stuff from the very beginning. Does that mean that everybody in Pennsylvania or everybody across America have been on to it as well? No, it's it, it's not. I mean, the, the media has been playing defense for the fraudsters this entire time. Uh, and now, only now, three years later, uh, we have uh, what was uh, essentially a win. Um, Leah Hoops and Gregory Strenstrom testified in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. They are special agents from the Attorney General. General's office. Uh, I'm sorry, the attorney general's office sent special agents to harass them uh, And Delaware County actually sued them for court costs after they spoke out on nationally on the voter fraud that they witnessed in their county. They tried to do the right thing and the machine went after them. You know, uh, obviously, these people could have said, man, that's enough. I've had enough. I'm not going to bother to keep fighting for this. Um, But now, as a result of their continued efforts, their continuing uh, attempts to speak out about this, um, we now have a new ruling from a judge who denied a request for a protective order against these election whistleblowers, Leah Hoops and Greg Strenstrom. So in Philadelphia, they just won this court case, and it allows them to potentially seek a jury trial uh, in uh, exposing the fraud that has taken place in Philadelphia for many, many years now. Take a look at this. NBC News just did a poll and they were shocked to discover that a vast majority of Americans believe that the 2020 election was fraudulent. Now, let's go back to 2020. Think about all those people who didn't want Trump to remain in office. Think about all the people who did actually vote for Joe Biden. Even think about the Republicans who were just sick and tired of being sick and tired of witnessing the same jockeying from the mainstream media, the same offense being played against us. We constantly on defense, you know, always trying to gain lost ground. They were ready to see Trump go. We knew that Donald Trump was the only man who had ever done anything to help save America in the way that we needed it to happen. And those people needed to be shown what we already knew. So now, here we are three years later, we've been pounding the pavement, talking about election fraud, all of the various methods that they have to stuff the ballot box, and NBC News, probably surveying mostly Democrats, have just surprisingly discovered that most of the American people believe that election fraud was prevalent in 2020. What does that tell you about 2022? Well, we know that was stolen, too. It just continued on in a different form. So here we're moving towards 2024. Now, as we go towards 2024, we have what is essentially a mass awakening that's occurring. All right. That means more people openly discussing the truth of our broken election system, openly admitting The failed efforts of this authoritarian regime sitting in Washington, D.C., protecting their own families, making themselves rich and wealthy off of the backs of the American people. Truth 1978 says, does Q say to trust Ray? Well, there was the phrase trust Ray, but I've always maintained trust him in what respect? Are we supposed to trust Ray to do something that we perceive as good? Uh, Or are we supposed to trust Ray to fulfill whatever natural role he was going to fulfill? Perhaps whoever is standing in the background orchestrating things behind the sidelines knew that Christopher Ray, as a deep state establishment stooge, was going to continue to roll along business as usual, covering up the crimes of the deep state criminal apparatus. And as those crimes get covered up and the hypocrisy becomes more evident, more and more Americans wake up. So I trust Ray to be who he is. And that's really all that I can trust him for. Uh, I trust that Ray is presiding over the final gasping death breaths Of the Federal Bureau of Investigation. I trust Ray to oversee the final destruction of the FBI because that's exactly what I think is happening right now. So, taking a look at this poll, uh, this is a third of Americans that they say believe there was election fraud, three in 10. So, that's NBC poll. Uh, I think that you can probably take that number and double it because, as I said, they're going to be sampling primarily for Democrats. <clears throat> this is a Monmouth poll. 30 percent of respondents said that Biden's victory was thanks to fraud. Fifty nine percent said that he won the election fair and square. Uh, now, that is uh, is changing because it's continuing to get worse. Virtually all Democrats believe that Joe Biden won. Fifty eight percent of independents believe Joe Biden won. Twenty one percent of Republicans believe that Joe Biden won. Sixty eight percent said he won due to voter fraud. Almost 70 percent of all voters believe that Joe Biden won as a result of election fraud. That is a stark, stark difference to what we saw in the wake of the 2020 election. Remember this story from time right here? Remember how they talked about fortifying the election to stop Donald Trump from being able to enter back into the White House, they pointed out in brazen fashion exactly how they stole this election. And at the time, we saw this article and our jaws dropped. The rest of America saw this article and they were still asleep. They were still in la-la land, believing that Donald Trump was the greatest most existential threat to the future of humanity in the United States of America, so now, just three years into the well, excuse me two years into the Biden regime, it's become quite obvious that Donald Trump was the only thing keeping us from slipping down to the bottom of a sewer pipe and as a result of joe biden's uh, terrible terrible, terrible display in washington d c more and more people have woken up as a result, so yes, times are difficult. Undoubtedly, they will get more difficult. How you allow that to affect you is up to you, because you can either take what's happening and use it to fuel your righteous indignation, fuel you to become part of the solution, fuel you to spread awareness and love and hope, or you can take everything that's happening, and you can internalize it, and you can allow it to destroy you. There is no choice, as far as I'm concerned. That's just my perspective on it. Hold on, we have um, we have we have a celebrity in the audience, Erica Freedom, real Erica Freedom, seventeen seventy six. Good to see you, Erica. Uh, very happy to have you here. All right, um, we're not going to talk about that one. We're going to continue on. This is a pretty big story. James O'Keefe uh, getting inside BlackRock. Now, of course, if you've been awake for any length of time, you probably saw what this recruiter for BlackRock was saying. And you thought to yourself, well, geez, I, I knew all of that. Well, good for you. You're ahead of the curve. But there are plenty of other Americans out there who don't believe that this stuff is happening. They We, we tell people that politicians are bought and paid for. We tell them Washington, D.C. is corrupt, that lobbyists and bankers run everything. Oh, that's all conspiracy theories. Okay, well, here it is from the horse's mouth. uh, Very powerful person at BlackRock talking about buying a senator for $10,000, talking about dropping half a million dollars for someone in the House. Want to secure their vote on anything? He says it. He said it doesn't matter who wins because we own all of them. Uh, This right here is the type of story that should wake people up and hopefully get you very angry about the way the world works. We need money out of politics, 100%. These companies cannot, should not be allowed to pump this cash into the system to corrupt people. This is the kind of thing that might start a revolution. I'm going to be really honest with you. When people really, like, fully comprehend just how disgustingly corrupt our system is, it's going to be enough to make people go nuts. So, if you haven't seen this clip from James O'Keefe and OMG, I highly suggest watching it. It's about 11, 12 minutes long. And if you have seen it, then you know what I'm talking about. What you're watching here is not news. But there is someone out there who it will be news for, and they need to see it. So please get out there and share it. Watch that video. Very, very important. So one thing that was really evident today and has been evident for a very long time is the the unequal justice system that we have, the unequal application of justice under the law there is no such thing as blind justice. There is no such thing as even justice. There is only the haves and the have-nots. And if you're a have, you can do whatever you want. You can be like Hunter Biden and get convicted of a gun charge, plead to a diversionary diversionary plea so that you don't have to see the inside of a prison cell. Now, other people, say like Kodak Black, Or a number of other rappers like Lil Wayne, they get caught with a gun when they're not supposed to have one and they end up going to prison, doing serious time. If you'll also remember, Joe Biden, seen here with Robert Byrd and Joe Manchin, Robert Byrd, of course, being a former grandmaster of the KKK, the Ku Klux Klan, Joe Biden was instrumental in writing the Crime Bill of 1994, which put people like Kodak Black and Little Wayne in prison for the gun charges that they were found to be possessing. Now, Hunter Biden, he's the son of a dictator. He's the son of the current ruler of the United States of America, the communist states of America. This is an authoritarian dictator's son. They, uh, Tucker Carlson said it so perfectly the, the other day, talking about Saddam Hussein and, and Uday and uh, who's the other one? I can't remember the other one's name. Uh, but yes, anyways, Saddam Hussein's sons. They did whatever they wanted and they got away with whatever they wanted because their dad was freaking Saddam Hussein. Well, the same thing is true if you're Hunter Biden. You go out on the weekend smoking crack with uh, Mary and Barry. Man, you got it. You got it maid. You can do whatever you want, not only in Washington, D.C., but all across America. This man was given so many second chances. And every single time he just spits in the face of whoever's giving it to him. So. Hunter Biden gets caught for gun charges. Uh, he, He also pleads guilty misdemeanor charges of not paying his taxes. He could conceivably get up to two years in prison. But I don't believe anything's going to happen to him. And I was not surprised to hear that Hunter Biden picked up this sweetheart deal. Now, as I told you yesterday, there is an ongoing investigation with that special prosecutor in Delaware. DS Power says C-SPAN is going crazy on the floor. They censored shift and the Dems are protesting on the on the. Oh, man, can somebody send me a link? I I wouldn't mind showing that. (laughs) Yeah. Give Erica a sub on Grifter Elite on Rumble, please. She's uh, she's well worth it. She does the hard work. So, uh, you know, Joe Biden has made several just obviously wrong statements saying initially that his son did nothing wrong. Well, if his son did nothing wrong, then why is he pleading guilty to these various charges? Um, The only comment that he's made is to say that he is very proud of his son. This was on an official white house stream probably more views on this video than this stream will get in its entirety here is that clip of joe biden uh thank you to oh real erica freedom says thank you for everything you do thank you erica here here's joe biden telling us about his son hunter
6: i'm
0: very
2: proud of
4: my son So I know it's difficult to hear there, but the reporters at this event with Gavin Newsom, gruesome Newsom, uh, they are shouting questions, asking Joe Biden about these charges that Hunter Biden uh, pled guilty to. Uh, And of course, you know, you take a look at uh, Hunter's case. There was no pre-dawn raid. There was no tip-off to CNN. Uh, there was no indictment in numerous jurisdictions, both at the state and federal level. Uh, this was all brushed under the rug. And the only reason it came out is because we made us think about it. We forced the hand of this government. And Joe Biden's own Justice Department is now bringing charges against his son. It could have been a lot worse. And I want you to remember that there are ongoing investigations and more than likely additional crimes that Hunter Biden may still be convicted of, may still be indicted for. And that includes up to and beyond the 30 plus million dollars in bribes that Joe and Hunter have both been involved in. Now, let me ask you this for anybody who's blackpilling. Even if Hunter Biden had gotten charged with a felony and he pled guilty and they gave him 10 years in prison. Joe Biden could have pardoned him on his very first day and he wouldn't have spent a day in jail. And he probably would have pardoned him for anything and everything beyond that. Full immunity. So Hunter would never have to worry about anything. Now, Joe is not going to give him that pardon. It's a bad look. He already pled guilty. He's going to, quote, serve his time. And uh, and and we have future administrations who can bring those types of charges uh, and hold Hunter Biden accountable. Now, uh, people are also asking Merrick Garland about these different standards of justice that we have in this country. If you're on the right, if you are a pro-life activist, if you are uh, upset about your election being stolen, if you're the former president of the United States and your name happens to be Donald Trump, they throw the book at you. But somebody like Joe and Hunter Biden and the entire Biden crime family, nothing happens to them. Yes. And Patriot Polywog, you make an excellent point. Hunter's going to be on probation, right? I mean, he's going to have to take drug tests. He's going to have to stay. Uh, he's going to have to stay a good boy. It's going to have to keep his nose clean. Do you guys really believe that Hunter is going to be able to do that? And no, I don't think so. And every time he gets caught doing something, it's going to be back in the news and people are just going to get sick and tired of hearing about it. Hunter is not the smartest person anybody's ever met. And neither is Merrick Garland. So I'm glad that somebody asked Merrick Garland about just what the hell is happening here in the United States, because uh, the more often that that Merrick Garland is asked about it, the more often he has to confront it and the more opportunity we have for sound bites like this. Let's go ahead and listen.
6: Reflect a different standard of justice depending on political leanings.
7: So, as I said, uh, from the moment of my um, appointment as attorney general, I would leave this matter in the hands of the United States attorney who was appointed by the previous president, and assigned to this matter by the previous administration that he would be given full authority to decide the matter as he decided was appropriate. Um, and uh, that's what he's done. And if you have any further questions about that matter, you should direct him to the U.S. attorney uh, to explain his decision.
2: Do
4: these yeah, cases reflect... A- Passing the buck. Oh, it's not me. It's the U.S. attorney. As if the attorney general of the United States has zero say... And whether or not to charge or how to charge the son of a sitting president, nobody believes that nobody hears Merrick Garland and says, oh, yeah, that sounds legit. What they see is that Joe Biden wrote the crime bill that put their black family members, their black friends and family into prison. And they see the double standard of justice that we have. Joe Biden's son does the same thing Kodak Black and Lil Wayne did. And he doesn't go to prison for nothing. Joe Biden is a criminal. Hunter Biden is a criminal. People know it now. They are realizing it. Now Hunter got some more good news. Uh, he also was able to successfully settle the case with his ex, London Roberts, over the child that he refuses. To acknowledge, of course, uh, London was the escort who made a baby with Hunter Biden. Here is that famous picture. Her, She's dropping it like it's hot, apparently, and this little baby has a uh, Louis Vuitton purse. I feel like it's just such in poor taste. Anyways. He went from paying $20,000 a month to now now paying $5,000 a month. So poor London is probably going to have to get a job uh, because $5,000 a month is going to be barely enough to cover her rent where she's living currently. Let's go ahead and watch this clip from Benny Johnson on the House vote to censure Adam Schiff. Look at this. Yes. On this vote, the A's are 213 and the
7: nays are 209. With six answering present, the resolution adopted. Without objection, the motion to consider is laid on the table.
6: House will be in order. I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait.
4: On this vote, I love to see it. I love to see it. Adam Schiff. He's going to have his day in court. He deserves every moment of it. I'm going to go ahead and share that. (sighs) Got to love it. Yeah. So I also wanted to give you guys an update real quickly before we get into Durham here on uh, a story that I brought you. Gosh, it was over a year ago now, but I'm sure you remember the CNN producer, the ex CNN producer, John Griffin, uh, who uh, was charged with the trafficking of a young girl. I interviewed her mother. Uh, And she told us uh, stuff that hadn't been uh, publicized yet. So John Griffin has now pled guilty. And today or yesterday he was sentenced to 19 years in prison with another 15 years of supervised release once he gets out. And this is, again, for luring a nine year old girl and her stepmother across the country To participate in some really heinous actions. So John Griffin likely may not make it 19 years in prison uh, before he gets out to serve his 15 years of probation. He's currently uh, he was 45 at the time that he took the plea deal. So he might be 46 now. but uh, John Griffin is a, a truly despicable person, and he's not the only producer at CNN that was uh, recently busted for engaging in pedophilic activity. So uh, good for you, John. Glad to see you going away because you are a, a horrible, horrible human being. Um, Also, I thought that this was a little bit funny. Um, On June 21st of 2018, Greta Thunberg wanted everybody to know that if we didn't stop using fossil fuel in five years, that we were going to wipe out all of humanity. Well... That day is today, and humanity is still here, and we're no closer to the brink of extinction unless you count the illegitimate government running things in Washington, D.C., pushing us towards uh, World War III with Russia. That's really the only thing that I can see that's pushing us closer to extinction. Uh, yeah, put him in Genpop. Put him in Gen Pop. That's what he deserves. All right. So I also wanted to mention this before we talk about John Durham, um, because I, I, this is something that a lot of people have uh, criticized President Trump for, and I think it's good that it, he's obviously listening to the base. But he was asked in this interview that he did with Brett Bear. I, I didn't watch it because I'm not a fan of Brett Bear. I don't want to see it. Um, but he, he was asked specifically talking about the, the jab and uh, the vaccine, and he, he said, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about the COVID vaccine because Republicans hate it. Donald Trump, there is a reason Republicans hate it. Uh, he said that a lot of people love it. The Democrats tend to love it. Uh, Ron DeSantis used to be in favor of it. But here, Brett Baer asked, in your mind, did the COVID vaccine work? Well, it depends on your definition of the word work. Uh, If you meant, did it stop people from contracting COVID or stop them from getting sick or stop them from dying? The answer is No. Uh, but it did open up the country because uh, they were able to push it through with Operation Warp Speed. And Donald Trump also makes a very, very important point, something that I've said on a number of different occasions. He said it's such an interesting question because not only that, I also ha- I also did the Regenerons of the world. Nobody ever talks about the therapeutics. Donald Trump pushed a whole bunch of different treatments out there for COVID, whatever you think about it, okay? He talked about UV therapy, he talked about, uh, you know, just a whole host of things. And nobody ever mentions them, but they were part of Operation Warp Speed. He says, now you have difference, you have different COVIDs. You had COVID-19, then you had different COVID. So I have a Democrat friend who's very smart. Hopefully he votes for me, but he's very smart. He said, I don't understand one thing about you. I watch your rallies. I've never heard you talk about how the incredible job you did with the vaccines, because as you know, I got them done in nine months, and it was supposed to take anywhere from five to 12 years. Can you imagine five to 12 years of lockdown here in the United States of America? That's what they were pushing for. That's what the left wanted. They wanted America to be completely consumed by, by our fear, uh, by our our belief in the propaganda that was being shoved down our throats, but we didn't accept it. So now he says, I broke their ass, okay? (laughs) He's talking about the people who wanted to keep us shut down for a decade. And you know who doesn't like me too much? The FDA, because they were very bureaucratic, and I got it done. And he said, You may have saved in the world, throughout the world, a 100 million people and you never talk about it. I said I really don't want to talk about it because as a Republican, it's not a great thing to talk about because for some reason, it's just not. People love the vaccines and people hate the vaccines. Very true. But conservatives aren't. And I understand both sides of it, by the way. I understand both sides very well. What I didn't do is the mandates. That was Joe Biden. That's what people are really upset about. The mandates and the vaccines don't go. And you had these governors mandate it. Ron DeSantis had lines of people trying to get the vaccine. He set the whole thing up. But really on the vaccines, I let the governors make their decisions. The governors that made the decision to mandate these vaccines, those are the people we know we got to get rid of. You have a lot of people that love the vaccines. I mean, you do. This is the truth of it. There were people who were never going to feel comfortable until they got that vaccine. And then once they got that vaccine, they realized that was a mistake. They happen to be more Democrat than they are Republican. You have a lot of people that say I saved 100 million lives. I don't even talk about it. Uh, I think that Donald Trump is getting closer to the point where he's going to say that um <clears throat> The uh, the the vaccines themselves were bad, that uh, he was misled. Whatever they gave people is killing people. Um, Sturder says if they choose to enforce his probation under creepy Joe. Yeah. Dragon, you still see people in masks? Good Lord. I can't imagine. I can't even imagine people wearing masks. It's just so ridiculous. I saw a video of a woman freaking out about people being six feet away from her the other night. Somebody was at the grocery store and they were trying to like walk by her and she was like, go take another aisle. Yeah, I don't want you anywhere near me. No six, no more than six feet. All right. So Durham's testimony began yesterday uh, during closed doors. This was before the House Intelligence Committee. Um, and uh, oh, gosh, yeah, for two hours he spoke about his review of uh, Crossfire Hurricane and the FBI's investigation into President Trump. Now, what's interesting is that if you read through John Durham's report uh, and uh, you, you kind of read through the lines and some of this stuff, he makes it sound as if his mandate was limited in scope uh, in terms of the things that he was supposed to look into. Matt Gates brought up that point pretty spectacularly today. Uh, He had the original charging document letting Durham know exactly what he was supposed to investigate. And uh, Durham was saying that that's not what he was supposed to investigate. I thought that was pretty interesting because obviously that was part of it. We're going to get back to that in a moment, but. In this final report, of course, it was discovered, it was determined, that the FBI initiated the investigation into President Trump based on little to no evidence. It was a radical departure from the way that investigations had been done up until that point, and certainly a radical departure from the way the Clinton campaign was investigated. Uh, He also found that the Bureau had no information in its holdings indicating that at any time, During the campaign, anyone in the Trump campaign had been in contact with any Russian intelligence officials. Now, Democrats today in the open door testimony continue to try to draw a correlation between Russian collusion and Donald Trump. And Durham got it out there on a number of different occasions in a number of different ways and phrasings that the FBI had no evidence of that. Nobody had any evidence of that. And if you take a look even at the Mueller report, you know. Um the Democrats kept wanting Durham to say that his work was unable to refute the Mueller report. The Mueller report didn't tell us Jack squat. OK, it certainly didn't tell us that Donald Trump was being run by the Russians. Um, so it, it was an interesting thing to watch um, specifically. Um, oh, this is actually out of order. Let me take that to the end here. Adam Schiff, as I said earlier, Adam Schiff was probably one of the most vocal voices on the left uh, that was trying to shellac John Durham, make him appear as if uh, he was working directly for Donald Trump and that the entire purpose of his investigation uh, was to vindicate Donald Trump in any manner possible. But John Durham made it very clear that he was beholden to the law. There was only so much he could do given his mandate under the law. He appeared to me to be somebody who was so caught up in the idea that America still has an equal application of justice that he was perhaps short sighted. In the things that he was investigating or the the lengths that he was willing to go, I, I have said on so many different occasions that if we don't start playing by the same rules as the Democrats, then we are never going to beat them because they're playing a different game. Uh, and certainly when it comes to the application of justice investigations, uh, they are light years beyond anything that we've done up until this point. But. We are also hamstrung because we are living under this authoritarian regime. Now, back in July 2016, when Peter Strzok opened this counterintelligence investigation into President Trump and called it Crossfire Hurricane. They had suspicions, uh, but they had zero evidence. And as we've come to learn, the subsource for Christopher Steele's dossier, Igor Danchenko, he had no communications with anybody telling him any information. He was linked up directly with a number of people who were very close to uh, Hillary Clinton's inner circle and uh, to her specific campaign. Um, and of course Adam Schiff since he's such a loudmouth in Congress one of the reasons he's getting censured is because he is a liar. That's all that he does. He tells lies, he obfuscates the truth and he plays a uh, uh, defense for Hillary Clinton. So while he was testifying today, he and Adam Schiff had a bit of a a, a testy exchange. He, he tried to characterize the Trump Russia collusion narrative once again as a foregone conclusion that there was some evidence to suggest that John Durham uh, had uh, basically not done his job because Donald Trump was a a, 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 an active agent of the Russians. So let me go ahead and play this clip for you. And uh, let's see what this exchange between Schiff and Durham was like. I'd like to yield the balance of my time to my colleague from California, Mr. Schiff.
7: Mr. Durham, uh, DOJ policy provides that you don't speak about a pending investigation. uh, And yet you did, didn't you? Um, I'm not exactly sure what when, frank- when the inspector general issued a report saying that the investigation was properly predicated. You spoke out in violation of Department Justice Department of Justice policy to criticize the inspector general's conclusions, didn't you? I issued a public statement. I didn't do it anonymously. I didn't do it through third persons. There were but nonetheless, you violated Department policy by issuing a statement while your investigation was ongoing, didn't you?
4: He issued a statement, but it wasn't against policy. So Adam Schiff trying to create this false equivalency in the minds of anyone who's listening doesn't really hold up. Uh, but continuing on.
7: I don't know that if I did, then I did. But I was not aware that I was violating some policy.
4: Uh, and you also sought to get the
7: inspector general to um, change his conclusion. Did you not? When he was concluding that the investigation was properly predicated, did you privately seek to intervene to change that conclusion this is outside the scope of the report but if you want to go there we asked the inspector general to take a look at the intelligence that's included in the classified appendix
4: that you looked at and uh... very very important distinction here john durham didn't just walk into the inspector general's office and say you need to change your report he walked in and he said hey guess what Here's some classified information I can share with you from my investigation. That might change the way you perceive the information that you were able to come across, perhaps because you didn't have access to this same classified intel. This is called interagency cooperation, and especially when you're dealing with something of import such as this, it's really something that ought to happen. And when you take a look at the job that was done to try to destroy Donald Trump, Interagency communication and cooperation was something that was actively in effect, whether it was between the DNI and the FBI or the CIA and the DOJ or the office of the president under Barack Hussein Obama. They communicated all the time. So for Adam Schiff to insinuate that John Durham did something untowards by doing the exact same thing that everybody does on a regular basis – it just makes Adam Schiff appear to be even more of a bigger piece of shite.
7: Said that that ought to affect um, portions of his report. And, and you thought it was appropriate for you to intervene with an independent investigation by the inspector general because he was reaching a conclusion you disagreed with. You thought that was appropriate. That's not, as the premise isn't right. The inspector general I'm, circulated a draft memo to I'm, a number of um, agencies and persons. Our group was one of them. We were asked to review that draft and bring to his attention any concerns that we had or disagreements. And when he I mean the we refused, I mean the refused to change his report, expired, you violated the report, Mr. Chairman, I insist on regular order. Well, it's not even his time, it's, it's Ms. Lofgren's time, so the gentleman yields back to Ms. Lofgren, who's not here, so the time has expired.
4: Adam Schiff, even more of a liar, because as it turns out, the inspector general requested John Durham's assistance In that investigation, Bearable says, I've been listening while driving home. Just got a chance to say I'm happy the old hag from your Paula Luna. I'm a happy old hag from your Paula Luna segment. (laughs) (laughs) I was talking about the old hags in Congress. (laughs) Oh, either way, either way. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it. All right. But what's also really funny is that uh, Adam Schiff attempted to uh, to claim that Donald Trump Jr. getting a call from a supposed Russian uh, individual claiming to have information about Hillary Clinton's campaign, um, that that was somehow illegal. It's not illegal, might not have been like the smartest decision to make. But John Durham absolutely put him on blast when he said it's the kind of thing that happens often in Washington, D.C., as you would know. Why? Because Adam Schiff famously got trolled by a pair of Russian comedians who claimed that they had the PP tapes. And I actually meant to get that pulled up. Let me see. Adam Schiff, Russian comedians. Here we go. (laughs) Oh, God, have they taken it down? Here we go. Russian comedians prank phone call for Adam Schiff. This is genius. I played this years ago.
5: Hi. All right. I'm going to put Mr. Schiff on the phone, and then I guess, are you going to transfer him to Mr. Parubi? Yes, of course. Great. Thank you. Hi. How are you? Hello, Mr. Schiff. Thank you for your time. Uh, Thank you,
7: Chairman. I appreciate uh, the opportunity to speak with you.
5: I know that you work for investigation regarding Trump and Russian government. Yes. We know some important information
7: about it. Uh, and that uh, that uh, is documented as well in materials you want to provide to us? Yes. Could I explain you where we are? Uh, yes, of course. But, you know, again, I would just caution that uh, uh, our Russian friends may be listening to the conversation, so I wouldn't share anything over the phone that you don't want them to hear.
5: No, I don't think that it will impact on our investigation.
7: Yes. Well, uh, please, go ahead then. In
5: November 2015, Mr. Trump visited Moscow. He visited a competition in Miss Universe. And there he met with Russian journalist and celebrity Xenia Sovchak. Uh,
7: uh, I'm sorry, can you explain
4: that again? While he was in Moscow in November. So essentially, Adam Schiff fell prey to the same trick that Donald Trump Jr. fell prey to, except that they kept Adam Schiff on the phone. They recorded him. Uh, they got him eagerly, eagerly discussing the acquisition of this dirt so that he could use it against Donald Trump. Uh, the difference here is that Donald Trump Jr. went to go meet these Russians. It turns out they had no information of substance and they walked away from the situation. The whole thing was probably a setup by our own CIA or some other Five Eyes agency. Here is another instance of uh, John uh, Durham uh, giving everything he's got to a loser Democrat on the committee. This is that guy, Mister Cohen, who ate Kentucky Fried Chicken on the floor of Congress. Let's take a listen to this.
6: Well, if I tried to follow your report, Mister Donald Trump Jr. would have called it a a nothing burger. Mm-hmm. You got no convictions. You got nothing. It was all set up to hurt the Mueller report, which was correct and was redacted, to hurt the Bidens, and to help Trump. And you were a part of it. You have a good reputation. You had a good reputation. That's why the two Democrats supported you. But the longer you hold on to Mr. Barr and this report that Mr. Barr gave you as special counsel, your reputation will be damaged. As everybody's reputation who gets involved with Donald Trump is damaged, he's damaged goods, there's no good dealing with him because you will end up on the bottom of a pyre. I yield back the balance of my time. Sure, my, can we um,
2: presume the gentleman's undecided on, on how he
7: feels about the pre- former president? Gentlemen, witness can respond. Yeah, my uh, concern about my reputation is with uh, the people who I respect, and my family and my Lord, and I'm Perfectly comfortable with my reputation with them, sir. Well said. God bless you.
4: Boom. Um, um So here's the thing. My impression, once again, of John Durham is that he is a person who is above reproach. He did absolutely everything by the book. He went along with the the charade of this investigation. He was held off at every segment by members of our own government, by uh, agents of the FBI, by uh, U.S. attorneys at the DOJ. The entire government deep state apparatus stood in John Durham's way, uh, and they did everything they could to stop him. Now, the characterization that he did this all to uh, help Donald Trump and hurt the Bidens, Uh, discredit the Mueller report. The Mueller report was already discredited on its own. The point of this investigation was to get to the bottom of the FBI's choice to open up these baseless investigations into Donald Trump. And that definitely happened. It's interesting to me that the Democrats attack John Durham by saying that he got no convictions, well, again, look at the uh, the environment that we're living in. Uh, he attempted to get these convictions, uh, but it became quite clear pretty early on that under this Department of Justice, he was never going to get any justice. No such thing. There's no point. Save those charges for somebody in the future. Backdoor Biden says after the KFC prank, no Republican should be shamed for not strictly following rules of the House. Absolutely. You know, this is another thing. Democrats, they always want to cry foul. They're the ones who are loudmouths who interrupt and, uh, they won't let witnesses speak. They just drone on and on and on for five minutes straight, uh, berating whoever it is, uh, uh, uh saying terrible things about Donald Trump, the American people and, uh, right wing extremists, January 6th insurrectionists. That's all they do. It's all they do. They have no idea of how to conduct themselves. They, they have uh, no concept of rules of decorum. Uh, they are seriously absent-minded when it comes to most of these things, and yet they will consistently attempt to attack Republicans for trying to maintain order and to engage in civil conversation. Uh, Kevin Kiley, who was one of those Republicans who initially voted against the censorship of Adam Schiff, but obviously voted for it today, uh, did a pretty good job as well. He listed off uh, a number of lies that uh, many of the Democrats on this committee had actually spoken aloud, uh, both in session and then, of course, also on a number of uh, programs such as CNN. How to escape the heat if you don't have an air conditioner. This only takes five. Whoa, whoa. Sorry about that, guys. Mr.
6: Durham, several people today, including Ranking Member uh, Madler and three representatives from California, uh, Mr. Schiff, Mr. Mr. Swalwell, and Mr. Liu, uh, have attacked you. Ranking Member Nadler called your report a political exercise with ethical ambiguity. Uh, Mr. Liu uh, called you a partisan hack. However, it seems that they're taking issue not so much with the conclusions of your report as those of Mr. Mueller's report, uh, which concluded uh, that the investigation did not establish that members of the Trump campaign conspired or coordinated with the Russian government in its election interference activities. That conclusion directly contradicted statements made on the record by those representatives. For example, Mr. Schiff in 2017-2018 made statements such as the Russians offered help, the campaign accepted help, the Russians gave help, and the president made full use of that help, and that is pretty damning.
4: He also. St- All right. Cubes wants to know why I don't use ad blockers. Because uh, oftentimes, like nine times out of 10, those ad blockers will also block video content that I'm trying to show people. So then I have to go about the arduous uh, task of turning off ad blockers. A lot of times, links won't work. I can't get websites to open. Uh, It's just more annoying to use the ad blockers than it is for me to look at these ads. I just tune them out at this point. And oftentimes, I'll try to uh, blow them up so that you don't have to see him as well.
6: There's clear evidence on the issue of collusion. He said, I think there's plenty of evidence of conclusion, collusion or conspiracy in plain sight. Mr. Durham, are those statements supported by the conclusions of the, Mueller, the Mueller report? No. Mr. Durham, is, are those statements supported by the Mueller report? I don't believe so. <laughs> Mr. Nadler stated, it's clear...
4: All these guys, all they've done is try to rewrite history, uh, to look back through time and pretend that the Mueller report was some end-all, be-all that proved Trump-Russia collusion when it did no such thing, did no such thing. All it did was prove that they're all liars. They stand there in Congress. They lie. And somebody like Hank Johnson, uh, who sits there like a potato, just a blank face, Remember, this is the guy who asked if there was a possibility of Guam capsizing an island capsizing. This is how smart this guy is. Uh, all right, here we go. Hank asking about Hunter Biden.
5: Extreme disappointment of some on this panel. Your investigation failed to produce indictments against Hillary Clinton, correct? That's correct. Correct. Didn't indict Barack Obama. That's correct. Didn't indict Joe Biden. That's correct. Couldn't even indict Hunter Biden. (laughs) We
4: didn't
7: investigate Mr. Hunter Biden. And of your three prosecutions...
4: We didn't investigate Hunter Biden. Of course we didn't indict him. That was somebody else's job. Somebody else was dealing with that. Now, uh, another thing that was fully on display here, that very obvious to the American people... Uh, after witnessing four years of investigation at the hands of John Durham and his team, after witnessing four years of obstruction by the FBI and the DOJ, after witnessing uh, many more years of investigations into Donald Trump, and finally to find ourselves with him being charged in both New York and Florida, uh, it's become quite obvious that there is a coordinated campaign to destroy Donald Trump and the people of this nation. Durham said in his testimony today that all of the people of consequence refused to be interviewed by prosecutors, and that tells you everything you need to know about what type of people they are. Of course, they're not going to comply. They're going to push it off, and they're going to just continue to do what they do. Now, here's the thing that I think a lot of people were upset about is that for Stroke, McCabe, Comey, Priestaff, Simpson, Elias, and Jaffe, there were no subpoenas that were delivered. Now, Joseph Mifsud, that's a different scenario. The man was out of the country and in hiding, um, so they were unable to subpoena him, and they attempted to subpoena him. But my question is, John Durham and your investigation, why no subpoenas for any of these other very important people? Now, I want you guys to remember uh, there was a post which discussed John Durham and his investigation, and it made the comment that the investigation had to be right, had to be according to the law. Everything must be proven. It's what you don't see. Durham is not the only game in town. So if Durham is not the only game in town, we've talked about this idea before, the idea of a secret prosecutor. Well, John Harold Patel Patriot found something very interesting looking through the paperwork and the documents that have been released with the Durham report. Now, uh, one thing that came out was a text message exchange between John Durham and Bill Barr, and John Durham sent Bill Barr a kissy face <laughs> in one text message. I saw that. And I was like, this can't be real. But it was it was real. But take a look at this communications between former AG Bill Barr's aide, Seth Ducharm, and John Durham at the beginning of the Durham probe reveal that John Durham was working alongside another individual who was running that investigation with him. Take a look at this email. It was uh, addressed to John and Redacted. It was a pleasure to meet with you today. I thought we had the names of everyone who was on John Durham's investigatory team. Well, we thought we did. But apparently, there was another game in town. There was somebody in the background who was doing perhaps the real heavy lifting. Maybe we've talked about this idea before. You know, first, there was Huber. Huber supposedly passed his investigation on to John Durham, and then supposedly John Durham was going to be the one to bring all of this stuff together, bring it to the forefront. But maybe John Durham was always the guy who was meant to be in the front and center for people to attack, for the left to follow, for the left to investigate, for them to obstruct, while at the same time, whoever this extra individual who is still yet to be named, They were the ones who was doing this in the background. Take a look at this. I spoke to the AAG for administration after you left. And bottom line, we could have you in a discreet DOJ offsite as early as this Friday if you needed it that fast. Discreet. It was public knowledge that John Durham was going to be doing this investigation. So why does it need to be discreet? I secured, secured space for six months in a room near a skiff. And we are working on getting the top-secret VOIP and other infrastructure set up, voice-over IP. Also, in terms of personnel, we have the means to quickly onboard retired agents as contractors to assist you. So that would be people who are no longer working in the government. People who potentially would still have a security clearance, but wouldn't still have the trackability that a current FBI or DOJ agent and employee would have. Also, more likely that they are not controlled, so they're going to be able to have a more honest investigation. I will also see who I know may be readily available to add to your list. Talk to you soon. Best, Seth. Now, here is another email exchange entitled Logistics for New Project, and it shows on a number of different occasions, Ducharme, uh, Bill Barr's aide, continues to refer to two individuals, and again, one of them is redacted. John, do you have any time to walk towards the end of the day today? Just want to compare notes and see if I can prep for the landscape for when you and Redacted come to town next. So it appears that this person was working hand in glove with John Durham. But again, John Durham is the only one who's named. 9 a.m. tomorrow or after is fine with me if that works for you both. It's not just John Durham. John Durham is running this investigation parallel with somebody else. Yes, we will call you at 9 a.m. tomorrow. That is from Redacted. Redacted answering on behalf of John Durham because he and John were running the investigation parallel together. Now, John continues on. Further emails show Ducharme searching for office space to house the investigation team, John and Redacted and their team. If John Durham was the one tasked with this probe, why is he being referred to as their team and not John's team or Durham's team? He's right. That's exactly how they would refer it. The only reason that they would continue to refer to these two people is if both of them had the same level of responsibility. The difference, from my perspective, perspective is that John Durham was the one front and center. He was the one public face while the other game in town is working behind the scenes to continue on. Now, we know that in Hunter Biden's investigation in Delaware, that's an ongoing investigation. Uh, We have a continuing and ongoing investigation here. The reasons for the redaction, that would be code B7C, uh, is as follows. Exemption 7C provides protection for law enforcement information, the disclosure of which could reasonably be expected to constitute an unwanted invasion of personal privacy. Exemption 7C is the law enforcement counterpart to the privacy protection afforded under Exemption 6. The Supreme Court has noted that the Exemption C is in marked contrast to the language in Exemption 6 pertaining to personnel and medical files, with Exemption C more broadly protecting personal privacy by omitting the word clearly and substituting the would constitute standard for could reasonably be expected to standard. Indeed, the strong interest of individuals, whether they be suspects, witnesses or investigators in not being associated unwarrantedly with alleged criminal activity has been repeatedly recognized. I truly believe that this was a secret prosecutor, a secret investigator working alongside John Durham, and that as a result of this ongoing investigation and uh, their need for privacy and security, production of such law enforcement records or information could reasonably be expected to interfere with enforcement proceedings. If they find out who this guy is, they're going to kill him. They're going to take him out. They're going to stop the investigation from continuing on. What have we always said? We, we don't broadcast our moves, guys. We, we can't tell the enemy what we're doing. Let me tell you a story. There, there was a, 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 an operation in World War II, Operation Mincemeat. You may be familiar with this. I, I love history. So the English were about to uh, uh, to sack uh, a holding of, of the Nazis uh, in, in Greece or no, it, no, it might have been Italy. I don't remember it now that I <laughs> it's either Italy or Greece. <clears throat> uh, no, it's got to be Greece. Yeah, it's got to be Greece. Uh, and so they they wanted to have the upper hand. So they faked this British officer, gave him fake intel. They dumped his body out in the middle of the ocean so that the Spaniards, who were technically neutral, would find him and then give that information to the Nazis. So then Hitler was waiting for an invasion at a place that the British were not planning to invade. So he took all of his troops, he moved them over there, and it gave the British the wide open space that they needed to come in and successfully liberate Greece. My point here is that they used misdirection, and I think that's exactly what happened here with regard to John Durham and this investigation into these various crossfire hurricanes. John Durham also said on a number of occasions that his investigation was only supposed to be about certain things. Well, the overall mission was to look into many of the things that John Durham said he wasn't supposed to. Maybe it was just him. And his direct team, his subordinates that were not meant to look into these things, because clearly we have another secret prosecutor who was working directly alongside John Durham who very likely may have been looking into things that John Durham was not. And John Durham offered the cover that was necessary. John Durham's experience prosecuting public corruption, prosecuting organized crime. It was the perfect cover. This is exactly the guy that you would expect to be doing this. And we thought from the get-go that that was the perfect move. But there has got to be somebody else. Otherwise, they would not be covering it up. And they would not be redacting it for purposes of not blowing the lid off this investigation. So Chakra Hart says I'm not buying it. Well, we're going to have to find out uh, as time rolls on um, because there's no other way that we can do it. Um, I honestly believe that John Durham is a good guy. I don't believe that he was uh, covering anything up. I don't think that he was working to further the uh, actions of the deep state or to try to subvert Donald Trump or uh, the rule of law. Uh, I think that this is the most likely scenario. And, uh, you know, you don't have to believe it, obviously. uh, But this makes so much sense to me. I want to know who this person is. And uh, I think that we are eventually going to find out. But it's just not right now. Any personal guess who redacted is? No, no, honestly, I have I have no idea. I mean, I don't think it would be Huber because Huber was already publicly named. It's got to be someone that we have never even considered before. Uh, It's got to be somebody who is so under the radar, um, but was given the mandate to go into those deep recesses that John Durham couldn't publicly go into because he had too much heat on him. Now, I have no idea, um, but this is definitely going to be something I'm going to be looking into. So, uh, oh, honey, thank you very much. I appreciate that. and You are the smartest person I know. Um, All all right. So military. Yeah, I mean, very obviously could be. I mean, I'm not I'm not putting any constraints on what agency they could be from. I mean, it could be somebody from the DOJ. It could be somebody from military intelligence. That would make a lot of sense, to be honest with you. Um, It it could be somebody who was previously in government and then left and uh, they came back in as a private contractor. Who knows? Uh, It could quite literally be just about anybody. But The one thing that I do know is that we've got nearly just about a year and a half until the next election. And in that time, things are going to get rocky. There's no other way to put it. But the rockier they get, the more obvious it becomes that we have a broken judicial system, a broken uh, law enforcement system, and a a broken government. And uh, that is, unfortunately, the only way that we can tear this building down and rebuild it from the ground up. We've got to watch it collapse and we have to have America wake up organically. That's what's happening here. I truly believe that no matter what, even if there is no secret prosecutor who's working with John Durham, I truly believe that's exactly what's happening. Mm, Okay. And uh, let's go ahead and... Great Awakening says, I thought I read back in the day that there was another Durham, no relation, that was also a special counsel. John Durham has a son who is also a a U.S. attorney. Um, Not certain whether or not he is uh, actually a special prosecutor. I don't believe so. Uh, Not on this anyways, but. There is a distinct possibility there. Maybe John Durham and his son are working together. Uh, that would make a lot of sense because it would be somebody that Durham would know that he could trust. Uh, heading on over here to the foxhole. I really appreciate you guys. Just Duckies, thank you for the cookie. Jay as well. Sean Joe, thank you for the cookie. Doug Simey. Appreciate the can, two cans, Boise Blanc with a cookie, Porpoiseful with two cookies. EO2 Dave says, what did we think was going to happen after a 30-year career in the swamp? Uh, I just, I personally don't believe that John Durham is, uh, is a swamp creature. I think that when you take a look at his record, uh, when he was given the resources and allowed to implement the law, uh, he was successful. Um, I think that what's being demonstrated to us is that our system and the judicial system, the FBI, everything is so broken. There is no fixing it. You know, I mean, there was a point where John Durham was asked, you know, how do we fix this? And, you know, doesn't it look like it's so broken? And he said he agreed. You know, I mean, that was a a bleak, bleak answer. Uh I I don't believe that John Durham is uh keeping anything secret or attempting to subvert uh the uh the rule of law here in America. I think that his investigation was subverted and that makes it all the more likely uh that he was he was a, a misdirect. All right. Uh M the Painter says Ivan Rakan never believed in Durham, said he was a block for the DOJ. Yep, you're right. He that's very true. Nakaz eight oh eight says, uh hi. Still have quite a lot of people wearing masks. It it was hard for people like me knowing the truth, being unvaxxed. Uh, FilterDog1 says, I'm a KFC eating deplorable. KFC is good, man. Uh, Fried chicken. You can't really beat fried chicken. Uh, Dave says, Durham didn't find, get to the bottom of who started this. We all know it's Obama, Hillary and Biden, Comey and McCabe. Yeah, we know that. And I think that uh, the people who refused to participate in the investigation make that very clear. Uh, we already got those answers; those already came out, and uh, I, I think that we just need to continue to p- pound the pavement and make sure that people are aware of it. Uh, Jbtn01, thank you for the cookie. Karen Allen, forty-three, thank you for the cookie. Filterdog1 says, "Devolution Power Hour is going to be lit tonight." Sean Joe, thanks for the cookie, and Worry Mima, Mima said hi. I had to slide over from Rumble and ship you some love, Zach. I really, really appreciate it. All right, you guys, thank you very much to everyone who has been hanging out with us today. We've got almost 4,000 people watching. Great numbers. I really appreciate it. If you wouldn't mind, make sure you hit that like button on the way out and tune in tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern with myself and Brad Getz on Altered State tonight on Badlands Media. Good luck, everyone. God bless. I'm going to pass out the gold pills.